Good afternoon. This is Dana from Financial Aid Compliance Solutions, and welcome to Let's Talk Financial Aid for College. Uh, today, I am very excited to be having our featured guest, Teresa Harris of Scholarship Mama, uh, so that, and we are going to be discussing student financial empowerment. Um, it's a new initiative that's been kicked off by the Federal Student Aid uh, section of the Department of Education. And right now we're in the process of uh, trying to connect with Teresa. And Teresa, let's see here. Let me see if I can get you. Well, okay, I've got you online, so that's great. Now we just gotta wait and see if we can get connected. That's just the next step of it. In the meantime, while we're waiting for that status to change to Connected, um, Student Financial Aid Empowerment was launched by the Department of Education during last month's training, and we are connected. Teresa, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Teresa? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Woohoo! Third time to jump. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Happy oh. New Year. <laughs> happy New Year to you, too. I'm so happy to have you as a guest on this show. Um, this is. This has been um, an exciting adventure for the two of us since last month, correct? Correct. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for inviting me. What a way to kick the year, new year off uh, with the live podcast with uh, you having me as a guest on your podcast. So thank you so much. Uh, to your listeners, I would like to say Happy New Year to you as well. You all are in for an awesome treat on today. Uh, if you have been with us for the last 15, 20 minutes, you know that we were having some technology issues, but that's yep. okay. We kept trying, we kept trying, and the third time is a charm. <laughs> yes, it is. And I am so excited uh, to have you um, with me today and also to announce that uh, we are going to be working together uh, for the foreseeable future on student financial empowerment to help our students um, out there uh, become a little bit more financially um well, I guess empowered um, is, is the main crux of it. And uh, I would like for you to tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, thank you again. Sure. My name is Teresa Harris, AKA Scholarship Mama. I help families save hundreds if not thousands of dollars on their college education. I do that in two ways. I get a chance to know your scholar and then I find or help you find the right fit, right match college for your scholar. You could say that I research and study colleges for a living. And so I am so super excited of this collaboration that we have going, like you said, for the foreseeable future. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Very excited. So student financial empowerment, um, as I've indicated um, earlier, that the department launched this during the Federal Student Aid Training Conference that was held last month. Um, and I guess it was actually 
exactly a month ago this week, correct? Um, it, and yes. <laughs> and so you and I had had uh, got together and we attended the training sessions. And then at the end of each day, we got together live on Instagram, on our Instagram pages and did like a financial aid wrap up. So um, that in, was one of the classes that I had attended because I believe the class that you were attending, you wanted to attend it, but what was going on at the same time and I hadn't planned on attending it. And then all of a sudden I found myself signing up for this <laughs> <laughs> initiative. So, um, so a little bit of the information that came from that uh, class was, is the reason why the initiative was uh, kicked off and, and what is student financial empowerment is a series of engagements with students, families, and educators that collectively support a student's ability and confidence to make financially informed decisions toward attaining financial well-being as an adult, regardless of career or educational journey. And to help students with that, the, there is a plan that has been put in place. And goal number one is to empower a high-performing organization. And they also want to, as a goal, provide world-class customer experience to students, parents, and borrowers that we are serving. We also want to increase partner engagement and oversight effectiveness. We also want to strengthen data protection and cybersecurity safeguards, and also enhance the management and transparency of the portfolio. So the problem we have, and uh, Teresa, I think, um, with your experience that you've had as well in the financial aid world is that we have quite a number of students uh, that are so far in debt financially that it's affecting them throughout their course of their life now. It isn't just um, a matter of paying off just maybe $10,000 in debt. We're talking hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. Um, so yeah. this this initiative, we really... I think are trying to hone in so that students aren't going just for the name of the school, um, but they're also gonna be more in tune to what they want to go to school for. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know personally that back, way back when um, I graduated high school, I had applied to a couple of colleges and um, was accepted to them, but I couldn't afford them. My family couldn't afford them, so I declined to go to those schools. And I don't know how many um, students are out there now, but I do know that we do have a decline in applications right now. Um, and I think it's mainly across the lower sector. Um, and so I am targeting um, this initiative to help those individuals that are in that situation, in that class, if you will, um, to be able to realize that they are able to afford school, but we need to start off with why you wanna go to school and what career path you wanna choose. And then also with your uh, business, you are able to review the applications, but you're also able to help them afford school through scholarship research. That's true. And so what I do uh, is, as you were mentioning, yeah, there is uh, the pop, the problem is complicated. 
Mm-hmm. And the the federal student aid says that themselves. They realize the problem is complicated and they are rolling out initiatives to try to help American students, uh, college students, uh, tackle this problem. They want students to make informed decisions. They want mm-hmm. students to be aware of how much money they're borrowing if they decide to go that route. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they want to be, they want students to be aware of how much money they have to pay back if they do borrow uh, student loans or parent plus loans. And so it is a very complicated uh, problem that the Department of Ed is is helping families to understand. So you are right. What I do with families is some families do uh, in some instances come to me and say, I want my child to go to this school, but I cannot afford uh, the payments or I cannot afford to take out a plus loan or sometimes they just say I don't want my child to have loans and I don't want them either right and so what I do is I help find scholarships for students to apply for and so based on the detailed questionnaire that I sent to students they complete that questionnaire and my team and I, we go out and we find scholarships for families to apply for so that they will not have to incur uh, debt. Because as the Department of Education says themselves, the problem is complicated. <laughs> yes, it's very complicated. Um, I'm just curious, um, in the process that you have with your scholars, um, how many of them are actually willing to do the work for the scholarship? Because I know that in the past, I have run up against students where the opportunities given to them to apply for scholarship, but unfortunately they don't write in the essay and is part of the application. And if they're not into writing the essay, they just decline automatically. That is a great question. I always pre-qualify the families even before we get to finding scholarships, because that is one of the things that I say is that most scholarship providers want students to write essays. And so do you like writing? Because if you don't, then this is probably not for you. But do know that there are some scholarship providers out there just require you to write, you know, short texts or uh, those types of scholarships out are out there. There are sweepstakes scholarships as well. Mm-hmm. But I let them know that the scholarships that I'm looking for, which my team and I, we bet those scholarships as well, is most unlikely you're going to have to write an essay. And, and I, I let them know. It starts a lot of times what I see is anywhere from 250 words all the way to 1,500. Mm-hmm. words as well. And so I pre-qualify them because, you know, writing essays is a, a critical component of scholarships. And also, uh, I, I do let families know that, that, you know, writing the essays are great. And it also helps build your writing skills. If you have great writing skills, that's that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But this is an opportunity to build a lifelong skill, because as you know, when you get into college, you're going to have to write papers um, when you go to work, depending on what type of job, you might have to do some writing as well. Even the simplest emails, it does help build your writing skills. And so that is a positive uh, to write in a scholarship essay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
And do you also find um, when you're working with your students, um, do they actually know what they want to go to school for or are they um, entering school and then trying to uh, find their way th through the uh, what the school has to offer program wise? For the most part, they do know what they want to go to school for. 99% of them, I have come across the 1% who's undecided. What mm -hmm. I do advise parents at that point is that whatever school you, you know your child is going to attend, make sure that those credits transfer into the major, whatever they decide. Because Excellent. some schools are different. Uh, and so we want to make sure that if you are undecided major, which is, you know, some students are, just when you do decide your major to make sure those credits transfer. So that's the advice that I give to parents, but 99% of them come to me already knowing what their major is. Great, great. Um, and I have another question with regards to, um, do your scholars, have they utilized the ONET um, online.org, uh, the test that is available that the uh, department is now um, implementing as part of the Student Financial Empowerment Initiative? No. And so that is something that I'm going to be talking about more as we come together and collaborate more on this. Yeah. That is something I'm going to be talking about more of. Even my, even I was super excited after the conference was over. And just let me say a little bit about me, too. I am one in four Americans that are in student loan debt. I think uh, Mark Brown said that debt now is $1.7 trillion, if I'm not mistaken. Mark Brown, by the way, is the C uh, he was the CEO, right, of the Federal Student Aid Conference. Yeah. And um, I think he said, I, I want to say he said $1.7 trillion. Even if it's not $1.7 trillion, I think the last known number was $1.6 trillion. So I am uh, one in four Americans who owe one point. Uh, who are who is a part of that uh, awesome massive debt out here? Mm -hmm. And after the federal student aid conference, I actually went and uh, did some recalculations because now they have the loan simulator that is new, uh, mm -hmm. and I wanted to try that too. And so families, they are really rolling out a lot for students and families to make informed decisions so that when you borrow student loans, you can actually do a loan simulator and it tells you how much your monthly payment will be. And the loan simulator is even set up to, to tell you about your existing loans and say, for instance, if you wanna go back to school, how much you need to borrow, then it will tell you how much your loans will be increasing as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was able to implement the information that they share from the Federal Student Aid Conference immediately by just going in and doing some of the work on my behalf because I do owe student loans. <laughs> yeah, I know um, personally my student loans. Um, I actually, back when I was in, in school, I went to a career school. Um, I ended up with a paralegal degree and it took me 10 years to pay off a two-year schooling. And at, at that time, it was, you know, I, it was only, if I remember correctly, I'm talking only about $12,000. But still, it took me 10 years to pay $12,000 off. Um, the other thing I wanted to also point out is that student loans are the one thing that if for some reason the student uh, has to 
claim, file for bankruptcy, these loans cannot be discharged. And the main reason why they can't be discharged is because of the fact that this is taxpayer money that you have received a loan against. And so um, they don't discharge that in bankruptcy. Um, I know that for a fact because I was a bankruptcy paralegal. And uh, so again, you're carrying this debt with you. Um, and it also goes against your debt to income ratio when you are applying for a home loan, um, if you are applying for a car. Um, and I think at this point too, with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the loss of income for the majority of folks right now, um, this is gonna just simply increase as time goes on. So we really need to um, get a handle on it. And so that is why I was um, excited to see that um, we're gonna be working with students that are actually beginning in the ninth grade um, to support their student, uh, their journey, whether to college, work, or a combination thereof. And part of that, again, is to implement the utilization of that ONET online test. And I know that um, I'm going to be introducing that to a few of my family members that are applying to college. Um, so that, because right now they're undecided. And um, one of them in particular that was undecided decided to go to school down in Philly. It was a private institution. And now there's $35,000 in debt sitting there and we still don't know what we want to do. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a serious problem. Um, so I wanted to also discuss real quickly um, about our collaboration that we're going to be doing on Martin Luther King Day, the day of service, um, yes. where we're going to be having an event. And uh, we're going to be putting together a little something that um, hopefully everyone can um, participate in that are interested. And uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so super excited uh, about a day of service. We are coming together to talk about the latest federal updates that's going on. It's so many changes in federal student aid that it is hard for families to keep up what's going on. Honestly, it's hard for us to keep up what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So we, we want to keep families plugged into what's going on because a lot of this is going to uh, impact families. And there are a lot of great changes coming through. The pale is increasing uh, as well. The um, the subsidized loan usage is, is changing. Mm -hmm. That's changing. Uh, there's an opportunity now for prisoners to uh, receive federal student aid. And yep. so there's a lot of great changes that are coming through that's going to help families out tremendously. And Dana and I want to be that vessel for families uh, to talk about those updates. And so our day of service on Martin Luther King Day, we are going to be sharing those updates. And I am just super excited excited about that day to share those updates and to work with this group, to work with you, uh, this wonderful collaboration uh, that we got going on here. Uh, uh, fabulous. I, I am very excited as well. And on my end, I'm not only helping with the families, but I also um, 
am helping financial aid advisors, professionals um, with the information and also asking them to be part of this initiative too. So if you're interested in participating in our day of service, please contact myself or Teresa. You can contact me via um, my Facebook um, page, which is Financial Aid Compliance Solutions. Um, or just go to my personal page, which is under Dana Anderson Sharples, and uh, you can uh, just send me a DM there. Also, I'm on LinkedIn uh, under Dana Anderson, and you can also um, catch us on our Instagram pages as well. Um, Teresa, I know that you're more active on Instagram than I am, and um, I need to get a little bit better with that. I'm more focused on LinkedIn at the moment, um, but, if I remember correctly, can you can you provide your handle on um, Instagram? Absolutely, my Instagram handle is I am Scholarship Mama. Scholarship Mama is S C H O L A R S H I P. Mama is M O M M A. I am Scholarship Mama. You can also email me. Uh, I know you were giving out that information as well. Yep. You can email me at info at scholarshipmama.com. And I would love for you all or whomever uh, you are out there to join us on the day of service because it is about giving back and we will be sharing some pertinent information with families and with financial aid administrators. Yes, yes, we will. Um, and before we go, um, when we're talking about updates, we might as well uh, discuss what occurred this morning. Um, I know I woke up to the news um, as I was getting ready for the day that um, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos has resigned. Um, and uh, with having said that, uh, we are still quite a few days away from the inauguration with the new administration coming on board. Um, and I know that with the day of service that we do have scheduled, it is scheduled for January 18th. The inauguration actually does not take place until January 20th. Um, so at this point, I just wanted to um, mention that because I have a feeling within these next few days leading up to our day of service event, we're going to have a lot of things to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> I do also want to just uh, mention that um, I received uh, uh, actually an email indicating that through fsatraining.ed.gov, um, yes. for those financial aid professionals, um, the verification, the, there's an online live verification uh, class for the 21 22 um, award year um, that has been made available. So if you have not completed that training yet, I uh, recommend that you do. I know that that's something I will be doing over the weekend. Um, so uh, we need to get ready for our verification. And also just a reminder, everyone needs to also be uh, prepared for your audits for this year. And we've got a lot of different aspects to this year's audits. And uh, one of those aspects is, is I just um, had seen an update where um, the reporting for the, um, what they call HERF funds that was received as part of the CARES Act, um, that deadline's coming up on February 1st. So make sure that you're aware of that deadline. 
and um, hopefully everybody got what they needed in as far as the deadline went for December 31st um, and the reporting that needed to be done in COD for those students that were awarded loans in 2019-2020 award year and um, ended up withdrawing because of COVID-19. Uh, if you did not update those records, you need to contact um, the department to find out how you can do so if um, it is possible. If not, um, be prepared that that will be an audit finding, I believe. So with having said that and covering a few of those updates, um, again, Teresa, I wanna thank you so much for uh, coming on live with me and, and working through those tech glitches that we had. <laughs> Next time it'll run a little bit more smoothly, I think now. Um, but I am so happy to be working with you and to the listeners, uh, greatly appreciate your support. And um, I just wanted to offer that if anyone out there is interested, um, I have opened up the podcast to have patrons. And uh, basically what that is, is that um, it's kind of like a PBS subscription. If you are interested for as little as a dollar a month to support the podcast so that I can have other uh, guest speakers and uh, do um, a little bit more of uh, events, if you will. Uh, feel free to look into becoming a patron again for as little as a dollar a month and you'll have access to premium content, uh, which is going to be coming a little bit later this month. I'm going to be launching the new premium content. Uh, so if you're interested, please look into that. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Uh, my email address is danderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, at D-A-S, com. And I am going to end the show for now, but thank you all very much for attending and uh, looking forward to talking with you all next week. Thank you. Thank you, you Dino. You're welcome, Teresa. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.